Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. But let's get on to our player ratings. Going to start off with Big Vic. Amir gives him a seven. I gave him an eight. I thought he was absolutely brilliant, to be honest, especially in the first half. Kept us in it time and time again. There was one save, wasn't there? It was actually given offside um, by the end of it, but it was an unbelievable save from point blank range. And I just feel like without Vicario yesterday, we could have, yeah, it could have been a lot more, to be honest. And um, he kept us in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, he he had a good performance, um, probably one of our best performers on the day. So made some great saves. My only thing that I was a little bit disappointed with maybe his distribution could have been a little bit quicker. I felt like, but that was the slowness of it was around the whole team. It wasn't just him. Um, but I do think that sometimes, you know, Long distribution sometimes needs to be a little bit better from Vic. And if he can add that to his game, it would be fantastic. That's the only thing I marked him down on, really. Yeah, and look, I said it in the preview, but I just don't think he deserved to be on the losing side yesterday, Vicario. Mm. That's how well I thought he played. Yeah, he Let's move on to Emerson Royale. Amir gives him a four. I gave him a five. I was actually so frustrated with Emerson uh, throughout the game. I thought his distribution was absolutely shocking. Um, didn't give us anywhere close to what kind of Pedro Porro can give us, but that's kind of expected. You know what you're losing when Porro goes out of the uh, team and you know what you're gaining when Emerson comes in the team and it's usually defensive solidity. And I think actually, for the most part, he actually made some really important interceptions and tackles, uh, goal-saving interceptions and tackles throughout the game. But he just didn't offer enough to the team in terms of the way we like to play our football. He gave the ball away time and time again, which was just so frustrating. And I just don't think Emerson is is suited to an Angeball system. I really don't. No, no, he's he's not suited to to inverting, is he? It's not it's not his forte. Um, I can remember him playing a terrible ball out, going out for a throw-in as yeah. well. I was going absolutely mental. Not one of his best days. I, I'm someone who I back Royale. I, I like the guy's energy. He might what he lacks in in quality. I think he brings in effort and energy. Um, but having said all that, you know you can bring all the effort and energy in the world if you know the quality is not quite there. And it wasn't yesterday. Um, yeah, it wasn't one of his standout performances at all. 
Moving on to Kuti Romero. Sixes all round from us for Kuti. Um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't one of his greatest displays, but wasn't you know terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I thought defensively he did okay. Um, but what I was actually really happy with with Romero in that second half, he was trying to take it upon himself to lead that charge and lead the team forward. You know, he was sitting on the halfway line at times, trying to drag the team forward. Um, and he was trying to like up the tempo a little bit, but it was just unfortunate that the players around him weren't really on that wavelength. No, no, they weren't on his wavelength. Um, I think he played all right. Romero wasn't one of his standout performances again. Um, second half, he was a little bit better, tried to move the ball a bit quicker. I just think that if you're looking to be a leader in that defence, you know, I, I want to look at him absolutely screaming at the other players saying teams will not score against us you know when's the last time we had a clean sheet mm. so for me for these defenders if they want to get into the realms of an eight or a nine you need to be coming home with a clean sheet for me yeah you know so conceding two goals that's um that's why i, why I gave romero a six there mickey van der ven up next i mean gave him a seven i gave him an eight um another one that comes out of it um, looking good, to be honest, and not the very few anyway, because I thought him and Big Vic, probably the only two that really come out of it with any sort of praise. And again, another one that saved us time and time again with his recovery runs. Um, he just gets us out of so many problematic situations time and time again with his pace and his, um, and his ability to kind of track back where others can't. And um, he did that again yesterday. So another good performance from Mickey van der Ven. Yeah, it was a very decent performance by Mickey. I feel like we're a bit too reliant on him. You know, we know that his pace is just unbelievable. So he can get to to balls that other players just simply wouldn't even think of getting to. And he gets us out of so much trouble. And the fact that he's so calm on the ball as well, it, it really does help the team. It's been nothing but class since he's arrived at, at the lane. Um, long may it continue. I think the kid's only about 22, 23, and he plays, you know, as if he's been in the game for 15 years. Absolutely. So, fantastic. Yeah. And I was just looking at that while you were talking, by the way. The last time we did keep a clean sheet in the Premier League was that Nottingham Forest game in December. Oh, wow. Um, 15th of December is the last time we kept a clean sheet in the Premier League. Oh, wow. We did keep one after that in the uh, Cup against Burnley. Mm. Um that wasn't but a good performance. Though, that either. wasn't a good performance either, no, but no. that is the last time we have kept a clean sheet. But let's move on to Ben Davis. Sixes all round for Ben. Um, look, you know what you're going to get with Ben Davis. Hardworking performance. Um, I don't think he provided too much quality in terms of on the ball, but I think he put in another hardworking display. Standard six out of 10 Ben Davis that you're pretty much going to get every time with him, to be honest. But it all comes down to that miss right at the end. Um, you expect him to put that away. That was a guilt-edged chance. You've got to be putting those away. This is the difference. This is the difference maker. If if Ben puts that away, he gets an eight, doesn't he? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, so uh, unfortunately he didn't. Um, very, very frustrating. Last minute of the game. It's a great opportunity for him. And yeah, he absolutely fluffs it. But yeah, in terms of his performance overall, I think it was average. Nothing special. Um, but didn't make any, you know, catastrophic mistakes. He always brings that bit of experience. Yeah, steady Eddie, yeah. Uh, our Ben Davis. And the, the problem is, is that 
when you have Davis and Emerson there and you lose both what Destiny and Poro give us, they give us so much, especially wow. Destiny defensively, the way he charges forward like a steam train, Destiny, a doggy. Like ben a Davis, you know what I mean? Ben Davis just cannot do it's that. not the same physical abilities there. You know, you're talking about a 20-year-old who's built like a tank to someone who's come into the twilight of his career. It's two different things going on there. Um, yeah, I really want you doggy back for Palace. Yeah, you know, I think I think know. he will be. And I think it's a good thing for us that this Chelsea game got postponed because we need these two weeks on the training pitch we and do. we need to be able to recover we those do. two players as we well. Yves Basuma up next. Amir gives him a five. I gave him a four. I was really disappointed with Basuma yesterday. Um, I was really excited to see him in the starting lineup. I thought he came on with a bit of a point to prove in the last game against Brighton with a number of interceptions, looked tenacious in the middle of the park there. But he was anything but that, to be honest, against um, Wolves yesterday. Um, uh, he just didn't do anything. I mean, he was poor defensively. It all comes down to that moment, isn't it, where they scored their second goal. He gives the ball away so sloppily. They charge up the pitch. Be fair to him, he did get back into position. But not the right position because he's not tracking the man. And that's and the man, um, your man, Jao Pedro, whatever his name is, Gomez, Gomez Jao Gomez, you know, he's completely free in the middle of the box. Those two goals that he scored yesterday, two of the easiest goals that you could score. I could have scored those two goals. You know what I mean? The first one with the, with the from the corner, he's completely free. No one in acres of uh, space to him. And in the second one, Bissouma should be tracking him. I don't understand. Basuma runs all the way back and and decides to stand in where nobody, no other Wolves players are. It's ridiculous, to be honest. You know that clown music? Du, 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 du. It's <laughs> kind of like that because he sprinted all the way back. You've made an eighty-yard sprint to be in the right position, but you haven't looked over your shoulder or even, you know, the periphery, your eye vision. You can you can just about make out that he's there. Could have stopped him. Didn't do that. It's a big learning lesson for Basuma. And for me, you know, the reason I gave him a five and didn't rate him down a bit lower was I think the start of the game, he was he actually started all right. I think he drifted out of the game. His first 20 minutes, I th thought he was actually doing all right. Looked like one of our better players. But what is it with Bissouma like? Has that, has that just, of those red cards and um, just knocked the stuffing out of his confidence? Because he's just, like I said in the preview, he's a shadow of the player that we saw in those first 10 games. Where has our Bissouma gone? Maybe left in Mali. Where was the African nations? Ivory Coast. <laughs> Ivory maybe Coast, maybe yeah. left in the Ivory Coast. I don't know. Um, but I want to see the Bissouma for the first 10 games. That's for sure. I want to yeah. see him back. Bring back our Biss. <laughs> um, next up, Pape Matasar. Amir gave him a six. I gave him a five. Um, on the back of a really top, top display yeah. against Brighton last week where I gave my man the match, I think... Um, I don't know. It was a strange one for Saar because you know what you're going to get with him. You know, he's running around. He's putting a lot of energy into the game, but I just felt like he lacked a lot of quality. And again, that goal that we did concede kind of went straight through him with that ball straight down the middle of the park, which landed to Pedro Neto. Mm. And I just don't think Saar offered us anything close to maybe what he offered us in that Brighton game. And look, he's a young player. Maybe you do, you do expect these kind of performances from time to time, but let's just hope it's not a regular occurrence. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with a lot of that. I think, you know, he wasn't in the game as much as he was against Brighton. He kind of drifted in and out a little bit uh, against Wolves. He covers a lot of ground, Sar. You know, you know what you're going to get. The issue is, is he's still young. He's still learning his trade. He can misplace a pass or two. I think he did yesterday as well. 
Um, but I think in general, you know, his performances have been outstanding this yeah. season and I'm sure he'll bounce back and he'll be looking at himself and, and thinking, how can I improve and how can I, you know, make, make the difference to the team? And I think he will. He will, he will improve. Sure. Next up, James Madison. Fives all round for Madders. Um, probably, I would say, maybe his worst display since he's been back uh, from injury, which was really disappointing because we needed someone to really uh, take the great game by the scruff of the neck. And he's the one with the qualities to do that. And he was getting on the ball a fair bit. And I felt like some a lot of the time he was uh, choosing the wrong option of the passes. A lot of the time the passes weren't of high quality. Maybe it was due to, you know, the Wolves, the way they um, sat in that low block. And it was very difficult for someone like Madison to pick that hole, to pick, uh, to you know. But he just didn't offer us what we needed in, in that moment in time in the game. And maybe sometimes with James Madison, why not take a pop shot from 25, yeah. 30 yards? You know, we know we've got yeah. he's got it in his locker. It's just very frustrating because we're just passing it around the box and he was like very central to that obviously and sometimes it's just worth just taking a shot and he just didn't do that no no um you expect a lot you know when you know the quality of a player and we know what james madison offers in terms of unlocking a team beautiful one one touch ball, ball great finish we're expecting that week in week out and when he when he's not doing those things it, it it, you know, it really does stand out. And I do think yesterday was one of his worst performances, not just since he's been back, but since he's come to Spurs. Uh, he really didn't get on the ball enough for me and do enough with it. A lot of sideways and not forward thinking enough. And like you said, you know, if you're on that edge of the box, sometimes just, just have a pot shot. You know, you never know. The keeper could make a save. It bounces out. Second ball or from the corner. You know, you can you can get an opportunity. Um, it's definitely something that... that you know, Madison will, will need to look at and I'm sure he can add it to his game because he's such a phenomenal player and the talent that he has on the ball, you know, there's no one else in the team that can do the things that he does. So I'm sure that this is just a little blip for him and he'll be back to his best against Palace uh, once he's, you know, really fully fit and match fit. Next up, Deki, uh, sevens all round for Dejan Kulisevsky. It was a better performance than maybe what we saw against uh, Brighton last week. Albeit against Brighton, he was kind of growing into the game, wasn't he? he? Was. And then he, he was got good taken in that off. Half. Yeah, and he got taken off as soon as like he made that great pass that uh, forced that goal. But with yesterday, I felt like if anything was going to happen, it was going to come for Kulusevsky. He played that brilliant ball right at the end for Ben Davis. Um, he obviously got the goal with a really high quality goal, really great footwork and um, low into, I think it went through the keeper's legs or just mm -hmm. by the side of the keeper. Really good goal. Um, but still, like apart from that, he did fail to threaten really. I mean, I've seen a lot better performances from Kulusevsky uh, whilst he's been here. But when you're looking at that game in isolation, he was probably our best attacker on the day. Oh, yeah, by far. By far our best attacker. Um, managed to claw our way back into the game with that wonderful solo goal, uh, which he really did fantastically for. Um, I still don't think he's back to his best, you know, that those first six months that he had with us when he came in the January window, I think he was phenomenal and he was, you know, making, cutting players up and putting the ball in the in the corner every time he seemed to be finding that corner, the left uh, corner. I want to see him get back to that. Um, and I think that hopefully this goal can give him that boost going into the next uh, few games to get, get him back on track, Kulu. That, that's a step in the right direction yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's still not great by any stretch of the imagination. I kind of bumped him up a lot because like, 
if he puts that carbon copy performance in and doesn't score that goal, he's probably a five or something. But because it's such a great goal, um, I mm. did bump him up a couple. And look, he did look. <laughs> when I say he looked our most threatening out of our front three, it's not really much to go by. Mm. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Because the other two didn't look threatening at all. Yeah, which is really crazy when you think about who they are and, you know, what they've been doing recently for us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, let's get on to Sonny next. Uh, fives all round. Um, I thought the way he started the game, he was looking to get beyond his fullback and attack the space. And he kind of failed to do that, to be honest. I felt like he was pretty much anonymous for the majority of the game. I'm not sure what it was about. Maybe it was because of the shape that Wolves were in, but he just failed to impact the game by any sort of stretch of the imagination. And it was a poor, poor display from Sonny. It was a poor performance. And, you know, the only thing that is kind of echoing in my mind is, is this something to do with things that he's brought back from Korea? We know they had a bust up. We know he was very disappointed with the way they got knocked out. Um, is something affecting him mentally? Because it doesn't seem to be physical, right? He seems to be fully fit. Not quite sure uh, what the drop-off day was yesterday with Sonny. Um, but I, I, I do think that, again, it's it's another blip for, for a world-class player. It's it's not his greatest performance, but he'll be back to his best for the run-in. And I, I can I can assure you he's going to be full of goals and assists for this yeah. run-in. And he'll be very disappointed with that performance. He'll be oh, very disappointed he'll be fuming. with the team's performance and fuming, himself. So, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I agree. I'm sure Sonny will be fit and firing, ready for the next game. And oh, these yeah. two weeks on the training pitch will do everyone the world of good. Um, in terms of the starting 11, the last player will be Richarlison, who's fours all round. And I was really disappointed with Richarlison. First half, particularly, like, the ball just kept coming to him, kept bouncing off him. His control was terrible. His passing was terrible. Um, I don't remember a thing that he did right, um, to be honest, apart from, you know, running around and putting hard work in. Apart from that, everything he did when the ball came to him was on out of a really low quality. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that sums it up. His performance was of low quality yesterday that he couldn't make the ball stick. Um, he couldn't. He wasn't creating any chances for himself. He wasn't really playing players into the game or anything like that. The one caveat I'll have to all of that and, you know, the low ratings that we've given him, there was no service. You know, as a striker, you want good balls into the box. You you know, that Ben Davies chance, you want those kind of chances delivered. He didn't get any of that. Mm. So, you know, on a day where we create more, I think Richie probably get does get on the score sheet, but we just, we didn't create anything for him. So yeah. he had nothing to feed off. 
Let's go on to the substitutes. We're going to rate the three uh, that came on with around 25 minutes to go. First one is Rodrigo Bentancourt. Amir gives him a five. I gave him a four. Didn't really offer us anything when he came on the pitch, unfortunately. It carries on um, a theme with Bentancourt of poor displays. Maybe he is just getting back to full fitness because he, you know, did have a lot of injuries there. But I thought he was poor in the tackle. Didn't offer us that silky Bentancor on the ball moves that we know he likes to produce. So, unfortunately, he has to have a low mark. No, I hear that. I, I just gave him a five average, you know, didn't didn't do anything phenomenal, didn't do anything terrible. Yeah, didn't. he needs to get back to his best as well. I think he's another one that he's not fully fit for me. Uh, was it... Brighton that he just he looked completely off the pace and Everton as well Everton as well yeah so you know hopefully these two weeks rest up Benty and you know get yourself back on the mend get yourself back to your best because he's when he's on his best one of our best players phenomenal Brennan Johnson uh, Amir gives him a five I gave him a four he came out he came on to you know really try and force the issue um, to put Wolves under pressure and he just didn't do that, to be honest. I think every time he got it, he you know he either checked back or he when he tried to run it, his man he lost the ball pretty much every time. Um, he's just not offering much, uh, to be honest, in a Spurs shirt, uh, unfortunately. And I still back him. I still think he potentially has the qualities that he can fulfil the needs here. But it's going to be a work in progress. Maybe we won't see the best of him till next season. But from what he's offering right now, for the money that we paid for him, it's not good enough. I hear that, Ben. I hear that. But I, I I also think that he's a very young player and he's been played a lot more than Ange would have liked, given all the injuries that we've had. Um, so I, I don't know if we've paid that amount of money for talent that may progress in the future or for the ready-made player. Because he doesn't look ready-made, does he? It looks like it's going to be one that we need to develop. Um, but... You know, when you're looking at it, Johnson does offer something different to us than Kulu. He, he comes on, he brings that phenomenal pace that he's got. So if he can learn to hold on to the ball a little bit better and, and improve a few aspects of his game, I think he can be a real danger going forward. Uh, and, you know, I, I think we have to be a bit patient with, with someone like Brennan. You know, arm around the shoulder. See how he goes. Don't, don't put too much pressure on this kid because a 40 million, you know... We, it's not his fault that he was that price. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. But, you know, in that time of the game, well, 25 minutes to go, we need mm. a goal. Um, there's no space in behind whatsoever because Wolves are clogging up all the areas. Kulisevsky moves inside um, into the midfield and Brennan's on that right. He just didn't get across into the box. He didn't have a shot. He didn't do anything in terms of trying to force the issue. And that's my problem, like... When you're bringing someone like that on, you need to force the issue. Mm. And he just didn't do that. Mm. No, I hear that. I hear that. He needs to do a lot more for me. And, you know, yeah, he got the winning goal against Brighton. But if that goal hadn't have gone in, you know, we would have all been slating his performance. because I was getting my, my, my words ready for him after oh, that game. I remember. <laughs> I remember. So was I, Ben, because it, it was very sloppy. It was very sloppy. Um, but again, it could be, you know, young players, nerves. It, it, it is daunting playing in front of 60,000 
week in week out and having all that pressure on you so let's be a little bit patient with Brennan yeah I agree with that and last but not least in terms of the outfield players is Timo Werner Amir gives him a five I gave him a four came on up front then moved out to the left and she didn't really know what to do with him it seemed and he offered next to nothing to be honest um, not really much to say on Timo Werner because I just felt like like Brennan he just didn't offer anything no no, it didn't do too much. I don't think it helps. What position are you going in to play? That's something you need to look at. You know, was he going on to play striker or was he going <laughs> on to play on the left wing? Because I still don't understand. I still can't figure it out right now, to be honest with you. So, yeah, just average five for, yeah. for Timo. For and last but not least, we're going to finish on Ange Apostacoglu. Fives all round for Ange. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> did he... I don't, you got to put it down on Ange because these performances are coming a regular occurrence. And I think we've got out of jail a few times in the last few weeks. We um, obviously, Everton, we drew the game because we, we conceded in the last minute, but I don't think we really deserve to be winning that game. Last week against Brighton, we won 2-1 where I don't think we really deserve to win the game. And again, yesterday, you know, probably the worst of the lot, but we deserved absolutely nothing out of it. And we got what we deserved. And I think you've got to put that down on the manager. He needs to find solutions um, of the ways to, to get us to improve and get us back to those levels, which he showed in the first 10 games of the season. Um, he did try and force the issue in, at, you know, in the mid stage of the second half. And all the changes that he did make just failed to impact the game whatsoever. So... I think Ange has got a lot of work to do at this football club. I don't think anyone was under the, the illusion that there wasn't a lot of work to do. I think maybe those first 10 games kind of clouded our vision of where Spurs should be at this moment in time. So I think what he's saying about bumps in the road, it's a working progress. We're nowhere near where he wants us to be. I think it's all true. And maybe those first 10 games did cloud our, our, our vision and our judgment. But like I said before in the uh, match review, I, I do think he's the right man to take us forward. I love Ange. I think that we're on the right path with him. Mm. But right now we're in a very sticky patch and he needs to figure out solutions to get us out of it and to get us playing well again because we haven't been playing well for, for a while now. And we've been getting out of jail, like I said. Um, game management, I thought, was fairly poor from him yesterday. The changes that he did make, like I said, didn't impact it. The starting lineup. Um, you can't really have too many arguments with this starting lineup because of Poro and Adogi being out injured, but maybe he could have uh, played a Van der Ven left back and bring in a Dragoose in at centre back. But would that would have changed the course of a result? I don't even think so. Maybe not. Maybe yes. Maybe no. We'll never know. But when it comes down to Ange, the reason I've marked him down to a five, a couple of reasons. One, I think he telegraphs the game a little bit. You know, when you tell your opponents exactly how you're going to line up exactly how you're going to play and there's no even chance of there being a slight tactical change or a slight you know instructional dif differentiation in there to do something a little bit different that that's my issue you know i, I think wolves knew exactly how we were going to line up they had the the tactic and for me gary o'neill won the tactical um masterclass you know, all day long. And the same thing happened against Villa for me, you know. Uh, and it's becoming a little bit of a trend with Ange and becoming a little bit of a worry for me. So like you said, Ben, it's about him finding the solutions to that. He's done amazingly with his set of values and his uh, style of football in the Japanese league and in the Scottish league. We all know that the Prem is a huge step up from those leagues. 
And I think what we're going to see here over the next year or so under Ange is his development as a manager and his growth as a manager. Because I'm sure he will find the solutions and he will figure out ways to get us over the line. But he's going to have to start learning on the fly because we've got a super important running coming in. We're battling for that fourth position. And if he can pull that off for us, get us into that Champions League, then he has the whole of the next year with a nice window under his belt to really show the Spurs fans what, what he can do uh, for our club. And and my belief is that if we give this manager the right tools, that he will find a way to bring glory back to the lane. And I think he's he's the right man for the job. He's the right man to find the right solutions for us and get us over the line. And I really, really hope that, you know, all the fans out there listening to this, continue with that, continue backing him and, you know, really help push the team on until the end of the season. And to put it in perspective as well, when we're talking about how poor we've been over the past couple of weeks and stuff like that, the amount of injuries that we've had and everything that's been going against us. In the last 10 games in the Premier League, only two teams have picked up more points than us and that is Liverpool and Man City. We've picked up more points than Arsenal, Villa, Man U, everyone else we've picked up more points than. It's a blip. It's a blip in the road. It really is a blip in the road. And I know it hurts. It really hurts. Don't. I was here last night for the match. It's, it, it really hurts. It really is one that we should be getting points out of. But like I said before, if we then go and lose to Palace, then I think there's really there's other issues at fault and we really need to start looking at ourselves. Yeah, but we can't lose that game. No, no, we can't. But for me, this is a blip in the road. Ange needs to figure out the solutions. He's got, you know the players at his disposal that he he chose, right? He wanted Dragusin in. He as much as we complain about Johnson, that's a that's an Ange player, right? He brought him in. Um so he's got a few of the players that he wants. Let's see what we can do until the end of the season. Ange will find the solutions for me. And uh, I'm going to go as far as saying we will nick that Champions League spot in the end, Ben. I, I do I'm believe still confident that. of it yeah, as well. No, I still do believe that. And wow, can you imagine uh, European outing under Ange that is something I want to see Ben that is really something I want to see <laughs> big up so that is our player ratings for the defeat yesterday against Wolves mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 